Well, hello, Evangel family. Pastor Chris here. Everyone watching online, we want to welcome you. Thank you so much for being a part of our Palm Sunday Church at Home experience. I pray that the Lord has been near to you and that you've really enjoyed our service so far. I know that this is different, uh, the season that we're walking through, but I want you to know God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In fact, there are many people you're watching right now, and you don't normally go to church, but someone shared this with you um, or sent this uh, and said, hey, maybe you should check this out. We want to Welcome you as well. Come on, church, right from where you're at. We haven't done this before, but come on, let's just give a round of applause for everyone that's watching online, from home, wherever you are. Welcome, church family, and everyone that's watching. We love you so much. In fact, if you are new here and you've been tuning in for the last few weeks, I would love to have the chance to connect with you in some way. And so you're going to see right in the chat right below that there's a link you can click on or you could text message the number you heard Pastor Paul talking about earlier, uh, the word new. Just let us know that you're new. In fact, we have a gift for every Everyone that's new uh, that would like it, and it's called Right Now Media. Think Netflix for your soul, for your heart during this season. It is 14,000 videos uh, of many things that can really inspire you and help you grow in your faith and understanding of God during this season. Stuff for kids, stuff for everyone. In fact, there's a brand new resource that they just put on this week that's helping people with, that are feeling anxiety uh, due to what we're going through right now with COVID-19. So we want to make that subscription available to you for free. All you need to know is let us know that you're new. So click that link um, or text us the word new. Let us know and we're going to make sure we can get that rate to you. So I'm looking forward to that and we hope we have a chance to connect with you in some way, even if it's virtually online. Know that we're praying for you, and we're thankful that everyone is joining in for our services. Well, today as we come to Palm Sunday, you know, I've really been thinking about this message and longing to be able to share it with you. We are in a series called See Like Jesus, and I believe the Lord has a very special word for us today that's going to help us walk through this period of time that we're living in. I, I believe with everything in me, we're never going to forget this moment in this season. And I believe that God wants to do something special in this season to give us something that maybe we would have never experienced without being in this moment in time and calling upon his name. In fact, as I've been reading this passage of scripture that we're going to look at today, I feel there are so many similarities. And if you're a part of one of our online groups, you're going to be able to discuss some of these things during this week as you jump into one of our life groups online. But there are a lot of parallels between what's happening in our world today and what was happening during the first Palm Sunday when Jesus wrote into Jerusalem. That's what Palm Sunday is a commemoration of. It is remembering this moment that began what's called the Passion Week, the moment where Jesus began to enter into Jerusalem and go towards the cross. Every day that passed by, Jesus was getting closer and closer to dying on the cross and then raising from the dead to uh, give us brand new life because he is God's only son. He is the one God has promised. So as we come to this passage of scripture, I'm going to invite you to open with me to Luke chapter 19. We're going to spend some time this morning really looking into this and asking that Jesus, as we've done every week so far, Jesus would help us to see like him. Particularly that the Lord would help us to see this season that we're in and what he came to offer that I believe he's extending to us right now in this moment. So come on, right where you're at, just as we've done in previous weeks, would you just join me in a word of prayer? Come on, if you have your family around you, would you take their hands, and would you just begin to ask the Lord to come and meet us and speak to us? Lord, we thank you that you're here with us today. We thank you that your word is alive, it's living, it's active. And Lord, you have a word in season for us right now. Lord, today, Palm Sunday, this hour, Lord, there's so much anxiety, so much uncertainty, and people reaching for hope everywhere. And Lord, I pray today that you'll show us 
what you have come to provide to us even now at this most desperate hour and how, Lord, today we're going to leave this message in this time in your presence different than the way we entered in. So, Lord, we ask you to come right now and help us. Come on, pray these words. Just say this out loud. Jesus, help me to see like you. In your name we pray. Amen. Man, as I said, we're going to be in Luke chapter 19 today, if you'll turn here. Here is the big idea of Palm Sunday. Jesus comes in a way we least expect to give us what we most need. That's what I want to talk to you about today. Jesus comes in a way that we least expect. Let's start there. Luke chapter 19, verse 28. Here's what it says. After telling this story, Jesus went on toward Jerusalem, walking ahead of his disciples. As he came to the towns of Bethpage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives, he sent two disciples ahead. Go into that village over there, he told them. As you enter it, you will see a young donkey tied there that no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it to me. If anyone asks you, why are you untying that colt? You just say, the Lord needs it. So they went and they found the colt just as Jesus had said. And sure enough, as they were untying it, the owners asked them, why are you untying this colt? And the disciples replied, the Lord needs it. Um, I don't know if we can get away with that right now. If maybe we head to one of the car dealerships and try to drive off the lot with a Ford Ranger or something like that. And what are you doing? The Lord needs it, he told me. I I don't know if we can get away with that, but Jesus' first disciples sure did. and, And it seemed like there was no issue. They realized that Jesus was about to do something very special. I want you to understand in this first part that Jesus was setting up his entrance into Jerusalem. He had just healed the sick. He had taught the multitudes. He had even brought someone back from the dead, Lazarus, the one whom he loved. And so at this point in time, and it was getting closer and closer to the Passover, which is this Jewish feast where they remember God's amazing act of deliverance of the people out of Egypt in the Old Testament, that there was a fever pitch of anticipation that people were really wondering who this Jesus really was. Many believed that Jesus was this king that was promised in the Old Testament that was going to rise to power and overthrow all of God's enemies and overthrow the Roman Empire and anyone that was oppressing God's people. There were a lot of threats coming against God's people at that time, and they really believed that this promised one, or the word Messiah that we see in the Bible, would be a conquering king that would have military power and might. And so normally, whenever someone was coming into a city, they were coming with terms. And if someone would get on a mighty steed, on a horse, and wear armor, and they would ride in, they were saying, I'm coming for war. I am coming to throw down anyone that opposes me, and I'm going to establish my rule and reign through power and might. So as Jesus is entering into the city, what he does here is so specific. It is so intentional that we don't want to miss it because Jesus enters in in a way that no one expects. He goes through great lengths to say, I need a donkey's colt. I need one that has never been ridden before. I need to come and enter in this way so that when people see me, they can recognize what's really happening. And so that's what he did. Why? Well, Jesus was also fulfilling God's word. In the Old Testament prophets, it says that there is one who is coming riding on a donkey's colt. So Jesus is ultimately fulfilling a promise of the Old Testament, but he's making a declaration by the way he's entering in. He's coming to bring them something. It's not military might. It's not something that's in the physical, material, temporary. It's something eternal. It's something powerful. 
It's something that we most desperately need at that hour and at this hour today. So Jesus has secured this donkey's colt. As we go on here in verse 34, it says the disciples had said the Lord needs it. Verse 35, then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their garments over it for him to ride on. So they make this kind of makeshift saddle for Jesus. In verse 36, as he rode along, the crowds spread out their garments on the road ahead of him. And when he reached the place where the road started down the Mount of Olives, he, his followers began to shout. They began to sing as they walked along. They praised God for all the wonderful miracles they had seen. Can you just imagine this moment? Palm Sunday is this moment of incredible celebration, this moment of just incredible triumph as he's coming in the triumphal entry of God, the triumphal entry of God's only son, the one who was coming, who had healed the sick and who had raised the dead to life. People were ready. They were excited in praising God. And they're saying, this is the moment. This is the moment that everything's gonna change. They had placed so much of their hope in Jesus. It's amazing that these are the same crowds that by the end of this week are shouting, crucify him. Think about how fickle we can become, how temporary our emotions can be, how we can go from this sense of joy and celebration to a sense of frustration and anger. I know that many of us, we felt a lot of things over these last few weeks, and I think this passage of scripture shows us just how much that is a part of the human condition. So as Jesus rode along and the people were praising, some Pharisees caught wind of it and they were, they were beside themselves because the things that were being said about Jesus were things that people should only be saying about God. And they did not believe Jesus was God, so they had a problem. In fact, look here. It says that the Pharisees, in verse 39, were among the crowd and they said, Teacher, rebuke your followers for saying things like this. So they want Jesus to stop Stop this nonsense. Stop this craziness. Stop this parade and celebration. But Jesus replied, if they kept quiet, the stones along the road would burst out in cheers. What is Jesus really saying here? He's saying they see what's really happening. They recognize this moment in time. I want you just right now, look at someone near you or even type it in the comments. Don't miss the moment. We cannot be a people that miss the moment that God wants to do something in our lives. The worst thing we could do is we could be blind to a divine appointment. We could miss it. I'm always embarrassed if, I, if someone had an appointment on my calendar and, and then there I am uh, you know, going through whatever I'm going through and they call me and say, hey, we missed our appointment. I'm always so sad. I never want to miss an appointment or let someone down. But you know who I I really don't want to miss an appointment with the God of all creation, the one who had established the stars in the sky. I don't want to miss his appointment. This was a divine appointment. And Jesus said, if they don't shout and, and cheer and recognize this moment, the rocks themselves are going to begin to cry out because it is so evident what's happening right now. Don't miss it. Unfortunately, these religious Pharisees had become blind to what God was about to do, but the people were seeing it and praising God for the miraculous. And Jesus said, it's so clear. It's so clear what's happening that even the rocks can see it and they'll begin to praise if not. And uh, it's just an amazing thought to consider. Let's not miss the moment that God wants to do something in our lives. You know, I've had the opportunity to be uh, right here in this area where this passage is taking place. In fact, if you look here, you'll see this amazing shot of the Mount of Olives in this beautiful overview of the city of Jerusalem. And I just want you to have that in your mind because as Jesus is walking and he's riding this donkey's cold, he's going to go down into the Kidron Valley and then he's going to come up and follow one of the roads into through the gates in the city of Jerusalem. And as Jesus is coming over this moment in time, uh, verse 41 comes into focus. 
It says, as he came closer to Jerusalem, he saw the city ahead. Just picture that. And he began to weep. It's this beautiful moment and really heartbreaking moment where Jesus weeps over the city. And here's what he said. Verse 42, how I wish today that you of all people would understand the way to peace. But now it is too late. And peace is hidden from your eyes. Jesus wanted them to know something. I mentioned that he was riding a donkey's colt. You see, the terms that someone riding that animal would be coming under is not one of war, but of peace. They're riding such a humble animal because they're coming in a humble way. Jesus was our great king, but he was a humble king. He wasn't coming by force, but he was coming by love. He wasn't coming to bring military might. He was coming to bring peace. I want you to know what the people of that time needed was not freedom just in a physical way from the Roman Empire. They really needed something spiritual. They needed peace. Because although they could have found a victory in in a military way, that would have only been short-lived because there would always be another army. There'd always be another storm on the horizon. There'd always be another threat. But you see, God doesn't just give us what we want. He always comes to give us what we need. What they needed was not temporary relief from their adversaries. They needed eternal peace to root them and ground them in the midst of anything they might walk through so that they could be secure forever. I would tell you today that the things that we are reaching for and the things we're longing for, for some of us, maybe you're, you're, you're faced with some really crippling realities, maybe around uncertainty in your job or health concerns or other things that are connected to the world that we're living in in this moment in time. I promise you today that those things I know, if you think that those would just show up and they would change instantly, that then you would have peace But I promise you, the need is not just for a job, is not just for finances. Those things are important. It's not just for provision. It's not just for protection. All those things are good. I'm not trying to discount them at all. They have importance. But what's most important today is the peace of God in your life. And I promise you that if you could reach out to the Lord, that's what he wants to come to bring you. Jesus says to us, just as he said to them as he wept over that city, I believe the Lord would weep over us today because he wants to show us something. He wants to reveal himself in the midst of this crisis. And he wants to show us today, if only you could see the way to true peace. And I believe that the Lord wants to show us that even in the midst of this time of uncertainty, this time of crisis, this time of pandemic, you can experience this peace. Jesus comes to bring. So let's look at it and let's understand what that looks like. Because Jesus says in verse 42, he said, if you of all people could understand the way to peace, but now it's too late. Peace is hidden from your eyes. May we never miss the moment. May we never miss the opportunity where Jesus wants to show us something so beautiful, something so transcendent. Peace, may it not be hidden from our eyes today. In fact, it says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 8, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. That if we set our hearts on God, if we seek him, the Lord says that we'll find him. And we're going to see him and we're going to see what he wants us to see. Jesus wants us to see the way to his peace. Because Jesus came in a way that no one expected to bring us what we needed most. What we truly need in this season won't be found in a supermarket on shelves. It won't be found in a check that comes in the mail or gets deposited in your bank account. It won't come just from even the relief whenever this crisis is over, um, an antidote, a vaccine. Those things will provide temporary relief, but the peace 
that God really wants to bring is something so much greater than any of those things can produce in our lives. That's what we want to talk about here today in finding God's word. Jesus comes in a way that we least expect to give us what we most need. You know, Jesus begins to speak over Jerusalem because he could see what's about to happen. Things are going to get bad. Jesus did not promise us that life would always be easy. He said, in this world, you will have trouble. Here in Luke chapter 19, Jesus said, before long, your enemies will build ramparts against your walls and encircle you and close you in from every side. They will crush you to the ground and your children with you and your enemies will not leave a single stone in place because you didn't recognize it when God visited you. Jesus extends protection. He, he, he extends his promise. God extends his mercy and his grace. And we call out to that today. But there's a reality that we're faced with. That things are challenging. We're seeing it in the news. We're seeing it all around us. But in the midst of this storm, this perfect storm of challenge and circumstance, the Lord reaches through it on Palm Sunday to provide us this idea, this reality, this eternal gift of his peace. Come on, right now, do you need his peace? If you do, say amen. Type it in the comments right below you. We need that peace. I need that peace every day. I'm not going to find it in the news. I'm not going to find it when I watch updates from my local or national leaders. The peace that I can get is going to come from God's presence in his word. And that's what I want to share with you today. Jesus says in John chapter 14, verse 27, he said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give it to you as the world gives it. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Come on, right now, would you just receive that word from the Lord? Come on, right now, right where you're at, just pause and pray with me for this moment. Jesus, you promised us this gift of your peace. You said, my peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, Lord. I ask you right now, come on, if you need that peace, ask him for it right at this moment. He's a good father. He knows what we need and he's ready to provide it. Lord, we're not asking for the peace that the world gives. We're asking for the peace that you give, Lord. There's a difference. There's a distinction. And so, Lord, we ask for it today. And, Lord, as we trust you, Lord, I know that you're going to provide it. In your name we pray. Amen. So Jesus creates a distinction here between the peace that he offers and the peace that this world offers. I promise you there are things that can happen in this life, in this world, that will provide temporary relief and temporary peace. But the peace Jesus is offering here is a different kind of peace. And I promise you that if you're willing to reach for it today and recognize it and see it, not let it be hidden from your eyes, then you can experience a peace that's going to hold you in the midst of everything that we're walking through. In Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7, God's word says this, Do not be anxious about anything, even COVID-19, because I'm pretty anxious, Lord, even that. But in every situation... By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, even in this season, we have to be able to give thanks to God and praise him because he's even working in the midst of all the things that we're walking through. With thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And what happens when we do this, church family? All of us that are watching, what happens when we take God at his word and not be anxious, but instead bring all these things to God? Our petitions, our requests, our prayers with thanksgiving? It says the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What God promises 
is this gift of his peace. The peace that Jesus introduced as he rode on a donkey's colt into Jerusalem, into a world filled with chaos and uncertainty. That same peace is reaching out to us today and God says, I have it for you. And what this peace will look like is this. If you bring everything to me, then my peace, which transcends understanding. You know what that means? It won't make sense. That you will have peace during times when it does not make sense to have peace. The peace that tr transcends understanding. What peace is that? Is it peace that's going to come from the government leadership or from um, some hospital somewhere? No, it's a peace that only comes from God. The peace of God will guard it's like you are going to have a fortress established around you in Christ Jesus. He's going to hold you in. And he says, if I have you, you'll never come out of my grip. That peace is going to guard your heart and your mind in Christ. Come on, somebody, just say amen. Come on, somebody, would you praise God for that kind of peace? That's the peace that God has to offer to us even at this hour. It's the peace that we celebrate in Palm Sunday. It's the peace that Jesus was declaring as he rode into Jerusalem. And I would pray that the same way that they welcomed him, would you welcome him into your life, into your home, and say, Lord, I welcome that peace in my life, in my home right now, Lord God. May that peace guard our family and our children and our relatives, Lord God. We ask for that peace to reign right now. That's what he promises to us. I want to talk to you about peace and what the peace of God really is. The peace that Jesus came to declare as he rode into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. The peace that Jesus promises to give us right here in John chapter 14. This peace is not a temporary peace. This peace is not, ready for this? It, peace is not the absence of problems. It's not the absence of our problems and our issues. Peace is not just the absence of the COVID virus and the eradication of it and everything getting back to normal. That's not the peace that God's talking about. Do you want to know what peace truly is? The peace of God? It's not the absence of problems because Jesus said we're going to have problems in this life. There will be trouble. Peace is the presence of Jesus in the midst of problems. There's a difference. The peace of this world, yes, that can be just the absence of problems, changes in our circumstances. But the peace that Jesus provides, think about that story I told a few weeks ago about Jesus in the midst of the storm, sleeping down in the stern of a ship while his disciples were completely beside themselves. Jesus came up and what did he speak? Peace be still. In the midst of the storm, the presence of Jesus brings peace. That's the idea. That's the picture. That's what the peace of God is. It doesn't say in Philippians that if you bring all your issues to God, then all your issues will just go away. No, it says you'll have the issues. They might be all around you, but the peace of God is now going to cover you and guard you and hold you in. And although everything around you is chaotic, God is going to hold you. Come on, somebody who needs that kind of peace today in your life, who needs to experience the promise of his peace to hold you and keep you right where you are. That's the answer. That's the antidote for the anxiety that we're feeling. That's the antidote for the trouble deep in our hearts. It's not the absence of our problems. It is the presence of Jesus. And as we invite him to just enter in, to be in relationship with us, to guard us and to spend time with us, then his peace will protect us even at this hour. You know, it says in John chapter 14, verse 1, how can we really have this peace? Jesus said, don't let your hearts be troubled. He's saying that to you today. Don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God and believe also in me. Come on, bow your heads right where you're at. I want you just to think for a moment and reflect on this word that the Lord's speaking to our hearts. 
Do you need this peace that we're talking about? As Jesus wrote in, and maybe you knew something about Palm Sunday, but you didn't know this, that he came, and even the way he wrote it on that donkey was a declaration of peace. And you're saying, Lord, on this Palm Sunday, more than anything, I need that peace. I need the peace of God to guard my heart and my mind. Lord, I need your peace. If you need that today, Jesus said, don't let your heart be troubled. What's the antidote for that troubled heart? Believing in God and believing in Jesus. Today, the Lord wants to begin a brand new personal relationship with you. Come on with your head bowed. I just want you right where you're at, even if you're around people with you, would you just get alone with the Lord for a moment? Just listen to these words that I'm sharing with you. You're not going to find peace in a stimulus check. You're not going to find it in the news. You're not going to find it coming out of a hospital whenever they come up with, or a medical lab, when they come up with a vaccine. Those things are going to be amazing. We will rejoice and praise God. But the peace that God really wants to give you is so no matter, no matter what happens in this life, you can ride through it knowing that God is with you, that God holds you, that he holds your today and he holds your tomorrow. And one day, if your life comes to an end, you can have a confidence and a certainty that you will stand in the presence of God. Jesus said in that same passage in John 14, you can read it yourself. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, then I'm gonna come and bring you to myself so that where I am, you could be also. Jesus is inviting you into a personal relationship. So no matter what happens in this life, you can stand with peace and confidence. You can know that no matter how many days we have in this world, when it comes to an end, we know where we will be for eternity in his presence. He prepared a place for you. Are you prepared for that place? The only way, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. It says it right there in John chapter 14. You could read it. His disciples said, what is the way? Jesus said, it's me. Believe in God, believe also in me. And if you're willing to place your faith and your trust in Jesus, you can experience this peace that we're talking about. And you can experience transformation, forgiveness of your sins, weights will fall off of you. And you're going to become a brand new person because Jesus is going to do what his word promises. The Bible says if anyone's in Jesus, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. What if this storm, what if this challenge, what if this moment in time was a moment where in the midst of all the crisis, you cried out to God and he met you, saved you, restored you, and gave you a brand new life and a brand new beginning. Come on with your heads bowed and with you just in this moment, right where you're at, just talk to the Lord. You know where you are. And if you're ready to begin this relationship with Jesus, if you're not sure if you have that peace with God and you want to begin again, I want you to pray these words with me. Pray, dear Jesus, I ask you to come into my life to forgive me of my sins that have separated me from you. I believe that you came, that you died, and that you rose again. And today I confess my sins to you. Lord, they've separated me from you. I turn from them today. And I commit to follow you, Lord, wherever you'll lead me. In your name I pray. Amen. Right now, right where you're at, I want to pray over you. Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord, that hearts and lives are changed. I thank you that your peace now floods into homes, Lord God, into hearts of people that are crying out to you. And I thank you, Lord, that your promises will be theirs. So I pray right now, guard their hearts, guard their minds, Lord God. And in this moment of isolation, they might feel, in this moment of uncertainty, in this moment of um, crying out in, in, in a deep crisis, Lord God, would they be able to celebrate that they found you? And as they look back years and decades from today, 
would this be the moment that changed everything for them. What they thought was one of the worst things that's ever happened maybe for them became the best thing that ever happened in their life because they found you through it. So Lord, right now be our peace and be their peace. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to look at me right now. I'm so thankful for the decision that you've just made. I celebrate with you. And the Bible says that the angels in heaven celebrate. There is an incredible celebration as many have made a decision to follow Jesus. And here's what I want you to do. Don't walk this journey alone. We want to know that you've made this decision. I want to know. I want to be able to celebrate with you and I want to be able to give you a special gift. We have a book called Following Jesus. It's digital that we're going to be able to send to you if you will just let us know that today was the day. So here's what I'm going to invite you to do. You could take out your phone or if you're watching where you could just type in the comments. If you type in the word Jesus or click the link that's placed below there in, uh, in the chat feature, or take out your phone and text us the word Jesus to 908-325-5163. We are going to get you a copy of that book, Following Jesus, and help you in any way we can as you begin that relationship with God. So if you made that decision today for the first time, we rejoice with you. If you've been far from God and today's the day you've come home and you're experiencing now his peace in relationship with him, we want to celebrate that with you. Church family, I'm so thankful for all the great things that God is doing. I'm excited that even in the midst of this time, we could still be family together in church at home. This upcoming week is going to be a very special week for us here at Evangel. We are getting ready for Easter Sunday coming up this upcoming Sunday. It's going to be uh, different, but it's going to be so special. We are looking forward to an amazing experience for the entire family. We also are going to be having a special time on Good Friday. So I want you to keep your eyes on all the communication going out this week, how you can participate how you can be a part of it. And please share this message with someone that needs God's peace. And ultimately on Easter Sunday, we're going to talk about how hope is here. That because Jesus has risen from the dead, we have a hope that cannot be shaken. So I want you to share that with as many people as you can because we are believing this Easter, we are going to see more people come into a life-changing relationship with Jesus than we could have ever imagined. Come on with me. Would you believe God for that? Amen. God bless you. We love you. Your church family loves you. Your pastors love you. If we could serve you in any way, please reach out and we'll see you again this upcoming week. God bless.